Blue Wire. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a post-game edition of The Rebuild. I'm Henry Ettinger, joined alongside by Jordan Climac. Browns come out with a victory against the Lions. It wasn't pretty 13-10 to 10 in the wind, in the rain. Jordan, you know, in the lead-up to this game, we said we weren't you know, really going to learn a lot about the Browns in this game you know, with a win. Do you still feel the same way? Did you learn anything about the Browns today after this victory? The one thing that I learned about the Browns after this victory is just Baker Mayfield had no business playing in this football game. I mean, that, that's kind of the one thing I learned was like, why, why are we still trotting him out there? I don't know. I just, you know, coming into the game, he had this new heel injury and we knew that was going to hinder his performance even more so than, you know, the shoulder or the harness and all of that. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of the one thing I learned, Henry. I guess if you learned anything, it could would be from a negative side for the Browns, right? Like, I don't think we mm-hmm. learned anything positive about them. Um, you know, they went up against a quarterback that couldn't throw the ball at all, and you only won by three points. So, I mean, that's pretty disheartening. Um, the effort at times, you know, like the effort on the, the swift touchdown run, that was disheartening. Um, yeah, it was just – they didn't come out with a sense of urgency that I thought they would, and – you know, that was disappointing to me, Henry. I mean, it was a win, and I guess a win is a win in the NFL, but, whew, man, that was a hard game to watch. Yeah, it was brutal all around. I think, you know, with with the Baker Mayfield thing, yeah, I, I don't get why he was in the game, and in particular, I don't get why he was in the game as it went along. You know, at the start of the game, it didn't seem like the, the heel was bothering him, but once he was limping, I mean, what is Case Keenum getting paid the money for if that's not when you bring him in, right? Like know, Baker yeah. couldn't move around in the second half. And you saw how much it hurt this offense because I thought, you know, for the most part, you know, the defense gave up one big play. They they shut down the Lions for, for the vast majority of this game, as they should have because they had, you know, no weapons and no quarterback. But to me, you know, if you're going to learn anything, you know, I guess it's from the offensive side of the football but this offense couldn't operate because Baker couldn't move or, or throw the ball at all. So, I mean, you at least put Keenum in there and give yourself a chance because otherwise it was just kind of like uh, the same old, same old. I mean, Baker just, he, he physically had no chance out there just with the way he was moving around. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that, that's exactly the case. It, it was tough to watch. I mean, I didn't understand, you know, some of the times when, you know, I said this on Twitter that like the I was kind of head scratching like the starting the start of these games for Stefanski have just been interesting to me. Like I, I just don't understand like, the coming out like Henry with this team and and you know their lack of downfield threat and their lack to really have a vertical passing game. First down is so important for this team, and if you have a dud of like an incompletion on first down and then you go into second down, like that cripples this offense. I've seen it happen too many times this year where you come out in a shotgun set on first down and you have an incomplete pass, and then you, and then where do you go from there? I just I, I want to see more of the running, and I get I know Chubb came back um, from COVID, so you don't know if he was on a snap count or if he was kind of winded more than usual or, or, or how that works, but I could have seen more Dearness Johnson. I could have seen more Demetric Felton. He was back as well. I was just kind of disheartened by that. I don't know if it's like, you're trying to outsmart everyone and just like go, Hey, they think we're going to run. So let's pass the ball. I, I don't get it. Uh, we know this offensive line is, is pretty spectacular. Henry, we saw Wyatt Teller absolutely maul a guy. Um, on the Lions today, it's just like these those offense line are going to dominate. So run the ball, bring in whoever, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Because like you said, going on 
Baker just kept getting more hurt, more hurt, and more hurt in this game. And they finally kind of went to the run game completely in the fourth quarter after they had no after the second interception that they had no choice. But I, I don't know. Have, are, have you noticed anything? I know you've kind of been a staunch defender of uh, Stefanski in the past couple of weeks. I've probably been a little bit more critical, but like, where are you at with that? Because I was kind of disheartened by the, you know, the coaching staff today again. And we've been saying it for weeks in a row at this point. Yeah, I mean, I was disheartened by the the choice not to play Keenum, but I was not disheartened by the play calling. Again, I mean, here, so here are the Browns' first down runs to start the game. Because I, I I saw a lot of people saying on Twitter, the Browns should run the ball more. They should run the ball more. First of all, they only threw consecutive passes on first and second down four times. Two of them were after first down penalties. But their first down runs in the first half, Chubb minus one yard, Chubb one yard, Felton one yard, Felton one yard, and Joku one yard. Like, that's how they started the first couple drives of this game. So to me, it wasn't that they weren't trying to run the ball. It was the Lions loaded up. They said, you're not going to run the ball. And let's call it for what it is. They then adjusted by calling some pass plays that were wide open and Baker Mayfield missed them. I mean, like Jarvis Landry was open by five yards and he overthrew him by five yards. I mean, it, which is why, again, I, you know, I'm not saying Kevin Stefanski's blameless here. He should have put in Case Keenum because they couldn't throw the ball. And if you can't throw the ball, you can't play in the modern NFL. Like at so some point, you got to be able to throw it for a five-yard completion on first down. What do you think the decision is with this Baker Mayfield thing? Like, do you think he's in his own way, and like the coaching staff and the medical staff doesn't want to interfere? Like, what is the decision going on? Because it was so obvious, Henry. We were talking about it all week on you know for me at work at on the radio, like everything. It's like, should he be starting? Should he not? A lot of people thought he shouldn't be starting. So if that's the case, and then you see how crippled he is today. And how, how do you go, like, how, like, how are you safe putting him out there and, like, telling your team, like, hey, like, we're just not going to be able to throw the ball because our guy can't move. Like, no, you have another guy. And like you said, he's making a pretty handsome penny and he's just sitting there. I just don't understand it. So I don't know if he's in his own way at this point or what it is. It's, it, it's I don't think it's an easy call because on one hand, like, yes, Baker Mayfield, it looks hampered out there. On the other hand, there's a reason teams don't bench their starting quarterbacks, even when they're at 80%, right? Because from a locker room perspective, there's certainly the idea of, okay, you're putting the backup, like that's going to hurt us in this game. Baker Mayfield is the leader of this team. So you've got that kind of to contend with, hey, you're benching your leader in a time where you might need him, especially with how the team's been playing. But then, you know, Jordan, at some point, the on the field stuff, you're right. I, you know, I mean, I, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but I agree with you. At some point, Kevin Stefanski or the medical team, somebody has got to be like, hey, enough of this. Like, we, we got to sit you down. Like, th- this is actively hurting the team, which it was in this game. I mean, that first half made no sense. It was like he would make a good throw here or there and just wildly miss other ones where you're like, what? What are we doing? Isn't it kind of just a like, isn't that just kind of a microcosm of his entire season? Because I completely agree with you. Like, there were a couple throws. Um, I think he hit Jamarcus Bradley like on and out like 15 yards. I was like, that was an absolute dime. And he had another couple of those, but then he had a couple like the inter the first interception was just inexplicably terrible. And the second interception could have been picked off twice. Like yeah. there was just some bad decisions and some good throws. But like I said, I think that's just kind of that's just a microcosm of how the year has been, Henry. I just wonder if we get to a point. With Baker, if you know he goes back out there against a, a really a really good Baltimore Ravens defense and a really physical defense in the Ravens, a divisional game like the you know the tempers are going to be flaring. It's going to be a hard hitting game, like in the in the emotional game as well. If he's going to get more banged up in that game, and it, like, are we just going? to – I just fear that we're going to get to a point this year where we're just going to be like, should we have just sat Baker or like 
I don't know if you can tell Baker to get surgery or what the deal is, but like, I'm, I feel like I fear that we're going to look back on it. Like he should have just got surgery when it happened and then let this year play out with Keenum or however, I just fear that we're getting to that point. It's, and it's, it sucks. It's terrible. It's I I've had that thought too. And then you look at it, you're like, the Browns are six and five still somehow. Yeah. Like, and I know the schedule's hard in a wild AFC too. Yeah, yeah. And I know the odds are not in their favor, but like, you got to figure, you know, look, you know, who knows how these games are going to play out today, but the, the Bengals and the Raiders, you know, that's a tough matchup for the Bengals. The Ravens barely escaped. The Browns Dude, that, still I know. To play them I, twice. They, like they had them, they had them. And we were all sitting there and I, I literally said it as we, I was watching the game, Henry, like the Ravens, uh, the bears scored on that big touchdown and the Ravens went down. I was like, all right, it might be only a 13 to 10 win over the lions, but if you're able to win here and the Ravens lose, like that's huge. Of course the Ravens end up pulling another win out of their ass. I, I don't know how they do it every week. Yeah, but I mean, again, you know, and, and even the Steelers have the Chargers. So it's like you you pull up yeah. that division graph and it's like, yeah, the Browns are in last, but like they're six and five now. Like they still are in this at the end of the day, which is crazy. But I, I do think you kind of have to play it out. Uh, you know, I would have, again, it, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it would have made so much sense to sit Baker this week in hopes that you could rest him up for yeah. next week against the Ravens. Or maybe even you sit him both weeks, give him the bye two and really load up for the back half of the season. I don't know. I think Case Keenum could have won this game just as easily as Baker Mayfield, if not more easily than, than, yeah. than Baker today at the end of the day. I, I think more easily. There were just a couple of throws where you could tell he wasn't planning his foot the right way because his foot hurt. And it was just like, okay, you just missed the guy where we could have had a first down. Like you just have a healthy body in there. That's an easy throw to make. And you have the first down. So I think it could have been more easily, sadly. Yeah. And and now you just got to kind of hope he can get healthy for the next week and then hope, you know, your defense, you know, can, 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 clean things up whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring podcasts on the blue wire network unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system yet then you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. On that side of the football, Jordan, any takeaways there? I mean, uh, the quarterback was so bad. You know, yeah. they... I, I, any any thoughts on that side of the ball and what happened today? Not really. I mean, my one takeaway from the defense is just I keep going back to John Johnson. And just I, I just don't understand what happened there. Like I, you know, I've watched him play with like the Rams last year. You know, when we signed him, he watched all the videos and like there was so much good stuff out there where you're like, all right, this is going to be perfect for our defense. But that it's just it's been bad experience this year. I go back to the effort on that uh, the touchdown. If the Lions scored the only touchdown of the game. And I was just like, man, this guy's making, we gave him this big contract and there's just nothing there. It's just, it's just been really frustrating for me to see because I had such high expectations for him, not only as a leader, but being able to come in and kind of, um, you know, shore up the back end of that, of that secondary. And it's, it's just been tough to watch. But other than that, defensively, 
it, it, it's really, like you said, like it's, it's tough to learn anything in this game. I feel like if there was a more competent quarterback for the lions, they, they probably definitely win this game. And, and that's tough to say because there were just a couple of throws that quite frankly were there, but they were missed. And I don't know. I was kind of disappointed as well by the lack of pressure. I don't feel like the bronze defensive line got to him as much as you would think. Uh, I thought miles had kind of a quiet day. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's really tough to gauge against the Lions because they're so bad. It's like the def- they only give up 10 points. Usually you look at that as like a plus. But again, the, the talent on both sides and I, I don't know, it, it's tough to gauge. Yeah, I, I actually some of my friends are talking about betting Miles Garrett props. I was like, you should actually take the under in this game because they're not going to they're not going to let him sit in the pocket long enough for Miles right. Garrett to get a sack. And the, and the Lions have some decent tackle. So that part didn't totally surprise me. But I, I, I see your point there. And then, yeah, I mean, in, in general, just the, the quarterback was so bad you know, on John Johnson. I, and I do want to say this, too. That was the first time, I think really from any Browns player, but in particular with him, that I had seen a a clear lack of effort. And and to me, that is totally unacceptable. I am, you know, I will be frustrated with, you know, Browns players for mistakes, physical mistakes, especially mental mistakes when they're being made, which is why a lot of this early season has been frustrating because there have been a lot of mental mistakes. But effort is something that is entirely in your control. John Johnson is a veteran on this team for him to put in that kind of effort on a play like that is totally unacceptable. If if he wasn't who he was and didn't have the pedigree he had or the contract he had, frankly, I think there should have been serious discussions about, you know, whether or not that warranted, you know, uh, even more punishment from the team side of things. I mean, at the very least benching him for something like that. I mean, that was, that was ridiculous. Like I, it, it was so uh, uh, clear that that he just did not put in the effort on that play and it directly led to a touchdown. Yeah, it's like I said, I think that kind of goes back to the leadership aspect, right? Like, because that's all you heard of uh, what a great leader. He was the captain of that Rams defense. It was a very good defense right? last year. So you bring that over and it's like, what what is going on? Like, Henry, I, this is going to be one of those things. Like, I, once we're able to really figure out what, like, this is going to be getting close to 2019 in this aspect of like, what went wrong with this team? Like, was it just the OBJ thing? Like, did that split the locker room? And it kind of like has never, like, I I do feel like that has something to do with it somehow where, you know, you kind of had two sides in the locker room after that happened. And I don't know if Stefanski's fully been able to get the locker room back and it's little effort things like that from a guy that you would expect to be a leader that has me questioning, like where the, you know, the the heads are of these people in the locker room. I I don't understand it. It's so strange because all of these guys, are supposed to be, you know, leaders. I can tell, you know, you've got Baker, May, you know, the the obvious candidates like Baker and, and Miles Garrett, who people have talked about their leadership, but you bring in a guy like John Johnson, who is a captain of, of the Rams. You bring in a guy like Anthony Walker, who is spoken of so highly by the Colts players. I can tell you from spending a lot of time around Greg Newsom at Northwestern that he was a leader on that team, even though he's a rookie, a guy like JOK, who was, I, I believe, a captain at Notre Dame. I mean, You've got all of these guys who are supposed to have great character, and yet it feels like somehow that this team is not, uh, you know, is either not led in the right way or just something's off. And it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, now Odell Beckham Jr. is out of the situation. I mean, you can only blame that for so much at some point. Like, he hasn't played in a couple weeks, and this team hasn't looked right. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense to me with all these guys yeah, you would think they would, you know, all be rowing in the same direction, but somehow it just doesn't feel like that's happening right now. And and the worst part about all of this, Henry, is like we Browns just won a football game, and like we're sitting here 
and having no other choice but to do a negative podcast. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and it sucks. You know, I had no idea that we were going to be in store for that this year. Um, like you said, we're still six and five. The season is still kind of in front of you, but it's going to have to be come through the division, Henry. And like this next two weeks, like, do you have any faith that the Browns are going to be able to show up against a, a Baltimore Ravens team that's probably twice as good as the team that you just played in the Detroit Lions and, and you struggled with? Like, and not to mention that there are a lot of bodies down. You know, the um, Donovan Peoples-Jones didn't play today. I thought that was pretty big. Anthony Schwartz as well. The Browns, like the Browns are banged up, and they still can't figure it out. So not being able to figure it out on the field and in the locker room and also being hurt at the same time and undermanned, it's a terrible combination moving forward. And the fact of the matter is you have your two biggest games of the year coming up, and I just have no confidence moving on from this. I, I really don't. Yeah, I don't either. I, I, don't, I don't either because – you know, I do. I think the Browns are capable of beating the Ravens. Absolutely. I, I don't think that, you know, this Ravens team is not a juggernaut team. And I mean, they it took a 60 something yard field goal from Justin Tucker for them to beat the Lions. Right. Like this isn't some you know awesome Ravens team that we've seen. But also the, the Ravens have had the Browns number in these last couple of years, even when the team, you know, might have been in better form. And I, you know, I don't have any faith in Baker Mayfield. And that sucks to say, like, I keep saying this, like, I want Baker Mayfield to be good. Like, I don't want to come on here and, yeah. you know, root against him. I'm just relaying what I'm seeing with my eyes. And right now you just can't trust him, you know, uh, to, to deliver as a quarterback. And I'm hoping, you know, that maybe Sunday will be one of those games where he shows up and he balls out because we know that's in him. We know that's somewhere within him. So I'm going to continue to hold out hope that it's coming. I just don't have faith that it's going to happen. Here's the thing. And and like you said, the worst part about it, too, is like if the the Browns are so lucky that they got off to a lead in this game, Henry, because say the Lions were the team that went up seven to nothing. Like it's crazy to say at this point, but like, would you have faith that Baker could bring them back from that? I don't, I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the faith right now. I like talk about it. I don't have the faith in the Browns if they don't get out to a lead in the game. And that's what's going to be so important next week is getting out to a lead in that Ravens game. Because if you don't, it's hard for this team to come back because they have no vertical pass threat. And, and when they get put in that situation, we saw it against the Patriots, they go right to the pass and say, no, we're not, we're going to stop running the ball. Hopefully that's different. Maybe with Nick Chubb back, Henry, but oh, man. Yeah. What a day, what a day man. It, it was a frustrating game pretty much the whole way around, but they did win. They did win. They're six and five. I mean, it's, it's just one of those seasons where, and again, going back to kind of what I what I prompted with at the beginning, you, you look at it and you go, you know, at the end of the day, what do we know about this Browns team? They've been super inconsistent. A lot of the same guys that haven't performed well didn't perform well today. They eked it out, you know, uh, in the game that they probably should have. I guess they're, you know, about a 500 team and, and did what about 500 teams have done against the Lions. You know, the Steelers escaped against them. The Vikings escaped against them. It's like pretty much what 500 teams have done. And I guess that's kind of what the Browns are right now. And, and unless something changes, that's probably what they're going to be for the foreseeable future. You think if Jared Goff was in today, the Lions win this game? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I asked this question on Twitter. Uh, was Tim Boyle worse than any quarterback that the Browns have started since 99? <laughs> no, no I, you're not wrong. That's what's I mean, crazy about this. He he had 12 touchdowns and 26 interceptions in college. Like, I cannot figure out why this guy's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Like, he, he and threw I know for he, 77 yards. Like, Henry, think about that. The, the, the Lions had 77 yards passing today. The Browns only won by three points. Yeah, like, he was so, so bad. I, it was like, I, yeah, I... Jared Goff, and I mentioned this on the uh, on the preview show, is one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league, but he's like 
a legitimate NFL yeah. quarterback. Like yeah. he is somebody that should be in the NFL. Like Tim Boyle, I think there are legitimate questions if that's the case. I mean, to me, I was sitting on my laptop comparing him to like Kevin Hogan and Austin Davis, you know, during the second <laughs> half, because I was just like, there is no way. And then, and yeah. then they scored a touchdown and I actually had to start paying more attention to the game again, because I was like, at 13-0, I was like, there's no way this Lions team can score 13 points. Like no, there's exactly. just, and they didn't, but they got a lot closer than I was hoping they would. So I, I was just like, yeah, Tim Boyle, not not, you a, think not a capable quarterback. Real quick, though, real quick before sign off that on that point as well, because like you said, the Browns were up thirteen to nothing at halftime. Like, is was that worrisome to you at all that you go in the second half with a chance to kind of regroup and adjust to things, and instead you come back out and you have an even worse half than you just did in the first half? Because I was thinking about that too. Is like, how do you go into half up thirteen to nothing against a terrible Lions team that's not well coached? They have very limited talent on the roster. And then you come out and let them win the second half. I don't know. I don't know if the Browns are kind of like, Hey, we're just going to pack it in or, or what the deal is. But I don't know. I was kind of disheartened by that as well. Going back to the stuff that we said at the, at the beginning of the podcast, I wanted to bring that up as well, because he would think that you'd make some sort of adjustment and come out and kind of just crush a team like that in the second half. It didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, that is, it's disappointing. <laughs> that's for sure. I mean, you know, the Browns came out, they stopped them and then, you know, they just, they were lackluster the, the whole time. It was just, it, I didn't really think a lot changed. Like the Browns are up 13, nothing in the, in the first half. I didn't really think they played very well. It was just like, they were playing oh, yeah. an awful team and exactly. you know, uh, the, the lions got one big play and then the interception for Baker Mayfield in the second half. But I didn't think all. I think they were a whole lot worse in the second half. They just weren't better, which, yeah, I guess you could say is concerning, but I thought it was just kind of the theme of the whole day is they just weren't very good. It was just one one or two plays went for them in the first half. One or two plays didn't go for them in the second half. So other than the Cincinnati game, have we kind of just said that about every game this year for the Browns? Like They just kind of weren't good enough. Yeah. Other than the Cincinnati game, that's that's been the story of every single podcast that we've done. And it's uh, – I'm getting sick of it, man. I'm getting sick of it. I'm down yeah, bad. I'm down bad right now. Henry. It's it a gloomy, is, uh, crappy Sunday here in Cleveland, cold and rainy. Couldn't be any worse weather outside. And that's the other thing, too. I had to turn down three tickets to get to good. I got offered tickets three separate times this game. I was like, nah, I think I'm good because I had a bad feeling about it after I, you know, reassessed things. And the weather was just so terrible. It was like, I don't, you don't want to go outside, sit in the cold, get rained on, and then just be frustrated for four hours. So it's like, I think I made the right decision there. I actually was in the same boat. I was supposed to go to the game and then ended up, we looked at the weather report and, and we looked yeah. at the temperatures and we were like, you know what, let's actually not do this. And so we, uh, yeah. we didn't go. And, and, and yeah, I think my eyes uh, and my body were probably happy that I made that choice because oof. here's the thing. Or, here's the thing though, real quick. If the, say the Browns were like eight and two, you're, you're going to that game, right? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Oh my, exactly. I mean, I, exactly. Yeah. I, I, it took me a lot to say no, even then we were kind of holding out for a long time. Yeah. It was like even waking up today and like checking the weather report, you know, like, should we do it? And I was like, I no, no, but yeah. no, I, I look, I love going to Browns games. Being around Browns fans is still yeah. an electric time. And, and look, this team is six and five. Like there have been way worse Browns years. I'm trying to remind myself of that because it is so frustrating because you actually have expectations this year. Like there are so many That's Sundays why, yeah. where like I've, I've watched the Browns like year after year where they've been bad. And, and it's almost been like, okay, we're playing with house money a little bit where it's like, I don't expect us to win this game. 
And they still crush my heart sometimes because they would be like up in the fourth quarter and find some way to lose. But this year is like a different year where you're you're like, okay, we should win. We should win. Uh, you're going on the preview podcast. You're like, this Lions team is awful. And then you're sitting there and it's 13-7 and you're like, what is going yep. on right now? It's just, it's a different <laughs> yeah. feeling, but I'm, I'm going to, you know, as I've been trying to do the last couple of weeks is adjust my expectations to, to kind of, you know, start, you know, preparing for the worst, hoping for the best a little bit more, because I think that's all we can do this point, especially yeah. going into that Ravens game next weekend. Let's just go with, let's just end it with positivity, right? We started so negative, like, Hey, the AFC North is still out in front of you. Go get it. You know, get two games against the Ravens, get these two wins. You turn the season around and all of a sudden we're doing happy podcasts. Let's go. It's still there. It's still there. Hope is not crushed yet. So Jordan, we will talk more about that Ravens game later on this week, but the Browns do get a win. They're six and five. You know, 13-10 over the Lions here. Big game Sunday night in Baltimore next week after Thanksgiving. You know, some other positivity. The Buckeyes got a big win. They've got a big game against Michigan Saturday. We've got Thanksgiving. Plenty to be thankful for. So, Browns fans, until next time, two words for you. Go Browns.